Psalm 61. Found that? Say amen for you. The Bible says, Hear ye my, hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life, this is King David, and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever that I may daily perform my vows. You can be seated. Father, good God in heaven, Lord, we appreciate what you did through Brother Jason tonight. Lord, you've helped me with that preaching tonight. Lord, we thank you for your love and mercy. I pray you'd encourage the child of God. Father, you know tonight our hearts. And Lord, I pray you'd search our hearts, try our ways. Lord, if there's anything in any of us, Lord, that doesn't belong, I pray you'll remove that. Father, we thank you. I pray you'd help somebody this night. We love and give you glory in Jesus' name. All of God's people say this. Amen. Now, tonight, I, I want us to understand this evening, uh, just as Brother Jason was uh, teaching, preaching, sermonetting, uh, messaging, however you want to say it tonight, uh, understand tonight that God's in the details. Amen? Amen? Understand tonight just as that ox, and by the way, I didn't tell Jason what to preach. Amen? Amen. But I sure am glad tonight we serve a great, big, wonderful God. Just as that ox tonight is listening unto the master or unto the one that's in control of the reins tonight, we, the child of God, need to be listening to the one that's in control of our reins. Uh, look with me tonight. We'll not be long before you look with me tonight as we look at these four verses, first four verses. Understand tonight, if we can, we'd like to preach around this thought, where could I go but to the Lord? You realize tonight that yesterday's experiences will determine today's actions. Let me, let me go back and say that again. Yesterday's experiences will determine today's action. Tomorrow's faith cannot be strengthened by tomorrow's experiences. Tomorrow's faith has to be strengthened by today's experiences. Let me explain what I mean by that. If God has brought me through the problems that I came through yesterday, why would I think today that God has lost his power? He is able to keep that which we have committed unto him until that day. You understand that Jesus said that he had all power in heaven and in earth. Amen. Not one time do I find in the word of God where Jesus said, I'm giving up all power. He said, for I have all power in heaven and in earth. 
Realizing tonight, first of all, the oracle or the order of prayer. You understand tonight that we cannot pray in a generic name. Yes. It aggravates me when I go to a Christian school ball game and they pray in that name. Or they pray in your name. Or they pray in his name. What's wrong with the name of Jesus? None other name given amongst men whereby we must be saved. Amen? Amen. The name of Jesus is unlike any name. Thank God uh, there's one name that's spelled like Jesus and they pronounce it Jesus. Uh, Jesus ain't got the power Jesus does. Amen? Uh, you understand tonight that the name of Jesus uh, is how our prayers are accepted uh, by God the Father uh, in Jesus' name. Amen? Uh, you realize tonight that God the Father is on the throne of glory. Amen? Uh, Jesus is on the right hand of the Father. Uh, and he's making intercession. Uh, and the only prayer that, Je that God will hear uh, is if it comes through Jesus' name. Uh, honey, you understand tonight that there's no other name given, uh, as we've already quoted that about four times tonight, that other name given among men, uh, whereby we must be saved. But I'd like to go on a little farther tonight. I cannot pray in the pastor's name. I cannot pray in the choir's name. I've got to pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, do you realize tonight the Holy Spirit of God that lives inside of the Christian? Uh, he, there are times that we don't even know what to pray. But the Spirit maketh intercession. How's the Spirit maketh intercession? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are co-equal. They're God a triune Godhead and God in three persons the Trinity if you will God the Father has no more power than God the Son and God the Son has no more power than the Holy Spirit of God God the Father is on the throne God the Son is on the right hand of the throne and God the Holy Spirit lives in the Christian's life and it is God's Spirit that lives inside of us that makes our prayers offered unto the Lord if you don't have the Holy Spirit of God, if you're not saved, God will not hear your prayer Amen. unless Amen. you repent. Amen. A sinner's prayer of repentance. Amen. Amen. Look with me as we go through this. We'll not be long before you. I'll keep my word. We see the plea for personal attention. This is uh, believed to that this psalm is believed to have been pinned down by the psalmist David or King David uh, whenever that he was running from his son Absalom. If you'll recall, he ran Absalom off after that his uh, other child, Absalom, had killed that uh, other son. Uh, and according to the word of God, I believe for a period of about three years, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Absalom was away. Uh, and according to the word of God, Absalom came back because he was asked to come back. Uh, and Absalom tried to divide the kingdom. Uh, Absalom tried to divide uh, uh, the kingdom that we're walking together. Just as Brother Jason preached tonight, uh, those two ox have got to walk in unity. And it's the same way with God's people. We've got to walk in the name of the Lord. We've got to walk in one name, one mind, and one accord. Uh, and we've got to be able to walk together in unity. And this is believed to have been written when the city of Jerusalem was starting to be divided uh, because some desired for Absalom to be king. Uh, and the psalmist or King David did not want to 
raised a hand to his son Absalom. So what did the king do? The king ran. And the king did not run because he was afraid. He ran because he loved his son. You'll find tonight whenever that Absalom died, you'll find that King David cried, Absalom, Absalom, my son. Why did he do that, preacher? Because he loved him. And you realize mommy and daddies, hey, Brother Paul, we do things from time to time, even out of character with ourselves in order to make our family happy. Well, at least three of us do. And do you realize tonight that God sometimes will allow things to happen in our lives because we want it? Boy, now I got quite right there. Let me explain. If you go and you pray and you pray, Lord, I just need that new camper. And you get that new camper. Listen to me. If you get that new camper, it may not have been God's will. You got that new camper. It might have been you wanted it bad enough that you got that camper. Well, preacher, what are you saying? Whenever the, uh, whenever the king was writing here, he said, Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. We see the plea for personal attention. Uh, can I tell you what King David did? Uh, whenever that he was running from his son, uh, he did not make a post on Facebook. He did not call, amen. Uh, he did not call the neighborhood and tell them about the problem in his family. What did he do? He called on the only one that could help him with his situation. He made a personal plea. He said, hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. Now let me just be honest. I, I'm not a counselor. God knows that. And thank God tonight I'm not a counselor, but I have tried to help some. I, but I promise you, the help that we need does not come from a preacher. The help we need tonight does not come from the choir. The help we need comes from the Lord. Amen. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. You know what the psalmist was doing? His heart was overwhelmed. Look with me. Not only do we see a personal a plea for personal attention, I want you to see here we see the persistence of the psalmist. In verse 2, he said, From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. Do you understand what that means tonight? Well, let me just go on a little further. He said, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. He did not say, from the end of the earth will you answer my prayer. He said, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. God may not answer your prayer the first time. You may have to get serious with God. I mean, you may have to uh, uh, let this thing burden you down for a little while. I think about the psalmist David. He left his kingdom. He left the city. He left the castle, if you will. He left uh, his servants that were there. Shimei was one of them. Uh, whenever that King David uh, and those that were leaving, uh, Shimei walked across the ridge uh, and he was cursing him. Uh, listen to me tonight. Uh, some people might talk about your own. Uh, some, people, some people might put you down. But neighbor, don't you get your eyes on them. You keep your eyes on what God has given you. You understand tonight that when we're burdened down, sometimes God gives us a burden in order to get us better lined up with His will. He said, from the ends of the earth will I cry 
unto thee. Not only do we see the plea for personal attention, not only do we see the persistence of the psalmist, but look at this. We see the perplexity of the psalmist's condition. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed. Amen. The word overwhelmed is best defined uh, by uh, Webster's. I, I, I thought I had uh, put that down here in the notes. Uh, but if I remembered correctly, the, the word uh, overwhelmed, it means to uh, press beneath uh, or to drown underneath of a mast. And immediately when I was studying, I got to thinking about these uh, individuals uh, that are out on the ice in the middle of winter and the ice is weak. And the ice will break and open up and they'll fall under the ice. Try and try and try, but they're not able to get to the opening. They are suppressed under the surface of the water. Their wind is running out and all hope is gone. Have you ever felt like that spiritually? Have you ever felt like, I just feel like I can't go on? Have you ever felt like I've got so much burden on me? I cannot do it anymore and just feel like throwing in the towel and giving up. Can I tell you tonight, church, every one of us that are Christians will go through that from time time to time, but it's not time to throw in the towel. It's time to get serious with God and seek Him because He has all power. We see not only the plea for personal attention, not only do we see the persistence of the psalmist and the perplexity of the psalmist, we see also the place of safety. Look what the psalmist said. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, I've tried it. I can't live a Christian life. They're right. What do you mean? I can't live a Christian life. But he that is in me, he that is in you, is able to help you live a Christian life. Well, preacher, why would somebody say that they can't do it? Because they're trying to do it on their own. Just as Brother Jason preached tonight about church, many times when we go through trouble in this life, it's self-made. I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes it's either open mouth and insert foot. Sometimes it's either speak before you think. Brother Paul, you're not alone in that. I do that a lot. Thank God for my grace-given family. Hey, grace. Or sometimes maybe we'll sit around and we'll think about things long enough until we've got ourselves worked up because we were watching. I don't even want to cuss in the church CNN. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I won't say that no more. Thank you, Brother Marcus. We'll get caught up in the media and the news and the events. Can I just stop right here and say, you that are concerned about your gasoline, I heard a report today that said that 2%, 2% of the fuel stations in the state of West Virginia are closed because we're out of gas. 2%. Well, why not say 98%? of the stations in West Virginia are open because they want you to breathe the negativity. They want you to be burning down. They want you to be weighted down. They want you to have the yoke that they slide on you so they can control
show you. But neighbor, you understand tonight, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of love and of peace and of a sound mind. He is in control tonight. And if I run out of gas, then it might be God's way of telling me to slow down. <laughs> Alicia, it might be God's way of saying you're special. Take another day off work. <laughs> She's all for it. She's going to siphon the gas out of her car tonight. I can see it already. The psalmist. Y'all watch her and pray for her real good. Bobby, y'all supposed to be praying for that row up here. You understand, like the psalmist said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You know what the psalmist was saying? The psalmist was saying, I can't do it. I'm living on quicksand. I built my house on the sand. The rains came and the floods came. And great was the fall of it. But the wise men, wise man built his house upon the rock. Oh my. Preacher, what are you saying tonight? I understand tonight not only do we see a plea, the plea for personal attention, the persistence of the psalmist. We see the perplexity of the psalmist. We see the place of safety. We also see here tonight the past position of the psalmist. Sister Kelly, Sister Vicki, if you girls would, would you get ready to get us a song? The past position of the psalmist. Look in verse 3. And I want you to pick up on these three words. Thou hast been. Did you catch that? Yes. Thou hast been. What's he saying? For thou hast been a shelter for me. Let me put it in today's terms. He's never failed me before. He's always provided for me. Lord, you took care of me when I was going through that mess. That's what the psalmist was saying. Thou hast been. You realize tonight, church, if we stop right where we're at and just close our eyes and think back at the times we were overwhelmed. And God showed up. Yes. Bless the Lord. At the times when we didn't know what we were going to do. You're right. Whenever we hear the words of the Lord Jesus, as he spoke to Simon, he said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have thee and to send thee as wheat. But I have prayed for thee. Neighbor, you understand tonight, I believe there might be times you might get out of your mind and you might be just going off and your mental capacities or mental faculties may not be right where they need to be. And God giveth more grace to help us when we didn't even ask Him why would He do that? Because you're one of His tonight. The psalmist said, for thou hast been Look, not only, not only do we see the past position of the psalmist. I'm almost done, I promise. We see the preservation of the Lord. I like strawberry jelly. Now, I know that's an odd statement, but hear me out. Me too. Even better than strawberry jelly, I like strawberry preservers. Amen. 
It's got the good stuff in it. Some of you right now just looking at me like a calf looking at a new gate. Listen to me. You know the sweetness of the berry. The sweetness of the strawberry is not on the inside. But the sweetness of the strawberry is on the outside. When you get you, uh, glory, glory, glory. When you can go in and you can open the lid. You can hear that vacuum seal. No matter what temperature your house has been. No matter if your electric's been out. It was preserved. And can I tell you tonight, no matter what kind, no weapon formed against it. No matter what comes your way, you do not have to go it alone. Right now, Israel's in a mess. The Iron Dome is defending. I heard uh, again on the news today over 300 rockets an hour. The Iron Dome, which is Israel's defense system. They said that Hamas was trying to overwhelm it. Can I tell you there's going to come a day that God's going to slide forward and put the hook in the jaw of the bear in the north. He's going to pull a battle against Israel and they're going to try to defeat Israel and they're going to think they're getting to it. They think they're going to do it and they're thinking they're gaining ground. It will not be Israel that whoops them. It will not be America that whoops them. It'll be God that whoops them. Neighbor, you understand right? God is able to Preserve your life tonight. And if he's able to preserve my life, I find great hope in this next statement. He's able to preserve the life of my children. Bless Israel. When daddy came back to decisions for him, when mommy can't reach them. Mabel, we got a God in heaven that knows what they're doing. We've got a God in heaven, neighbor, that'll not shut the door. We've got a God in heaven that's just a prayer away. You know what the psalmist was saying? Thou hast been a shelter. He was saying, You were God. You took care of me before. Lord, you were a strong tower for my enemy. Right now, Lord, I'm just going to make a present statement of faith. Look at this word. Look at these two words repeated twice in verse 4. I will and I will. He said, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. I'll fail you. Church family will fail you. Blood family will fail you. But Jesus will never fail you. Understand tonight, when I ask the question, where can I go but to the Lord? Stand with me tonight all around the house while heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Brother Andrew, if you'll play softly. If you're burdened, why don't you come and pray? I heard a story recently. Another preacher was preaching, and he gave this story. Said that many years ago, a gentleman needed to get in touch with the president, and it happened to be Abraham Lincoln. 
said that he showed up at the White House, said the guards would not hear him, the guards would not let him in, said that he was really overwhelmed because of his problem, said the guards ran him off, put him off the property, said he found himself sitting on the park bench, mulling over his problems, found himself feeling low, having a pity party. Then all of a sudden, here come a little boy down the sidewalk and said, Sir, what's wrong? Said the man began to just tell his problems to the little boy. Said, I really need to talk to the president. I really need to talk to Mr. Lincoln. And the little boy slipped out his hand and said, Will you come with me? Said that the man said that he grabbed the little boy's hand. Said they walked down Pennsylvania Avenue. They got up to the White House. They walked up to the guards. Said those same two guards that once did not let him in. They looked down at the little boy that was holding his hand. Said the guards stepped back and said the little boy let him down the hallway. And the man said that he started thinking, well, I don't understand this. What's this little boy? And how is he able to bring me in here? Said they went up some steps, made their way over to another corridor. Walked down that corridor and got to the Oval Office. Reached up, opened the door, went in, and there was the President of the United States. And the little boy said, hello, Daddy. And can I tell you tonight, church, you don't have access to God. 